Turn to your neighbor and say, get ready. <laughs> get ready. Are you ready? Are you ready to rumble? I think every time we get together, we rumble with the enemy, right? Because he doesn't want us to gather. He doesn't want us to come together. And every time we come together, we advance. Everybody say advance. We advance. I, uh, I, I, I know last week it was very emotional uh, service for me, so... Um, I'm going to try to uh, not be as emotional this time, amen, because um, I know the information and the words that I want to bring to you, it isn't about the emotion, but it's about an understanding. Let me pray that we have the wisdom and well as the understanding. So Father, today as we share the word in a few minutes here that, that we just ask for your wisdom and your wisdom, your wisdom on your word and understanding of your word today in Jesus' name. And everybody said amen. Okay, so if you got your Bibles, turn with me to 1 Samuel chapter uh, 17, nope, 30. 1 Samuel chapter 30. I'm going to review real quick from last week. Um, the life of David is what we've been talking about, the life of David. And it, it, us getting together in the middle of, of sometimes uh, difficult times in our lives can be a blessing to us. But there are times where you are by yourself or you're alone or we're going to call it the wilderness. And Tatum started teaching upon that a couple of weeks ago. And I want to encourage you, if you can go on the Living Word Fellowship Facebook page, find Tatum's message, listen to it. Listen to the one from last week if you weren't able to. But when you're in the wilderness, you are going to need some encouragement. Everybody say encouragement. Has anybody ever been in the wilderness? Okay, those of you that didn't raise your hand, did you hear me? No, okay, there you go. So, so we've learned a little, bit about, a little bit about David, and I wanted to be able to take that and, and talk a little bit about that because sometimes when you need encouragement, you may not be around somebody that's going to encourage you. You may not call pastors to give you encouragement. <laughs> Right? It's like, I'll call you. I was going to call you at 2 o'clock in the morning. I need to be encouraged. You're going to have to encourage yourself in the Lord. Right? You're going to have to encourage yourself in the Lord. And that's what we talked about. And, and, and David really says to be able to, he strengthened himself in the Lord. And we talked about Bill Johnson a little bit this morning. Bill Johnson actually says, when you learn to strengthen yourself in the Lord, that will bring you a promotion in your life. So a lot of times when we're in the wilderness, we don't know what to do. When we're in the wilderness, we think everybody else is in the wilderness too, or nobody cares about us, or nobody wants to talk with us. You know what I mean? And, and sometimes we're, we're isolated. And I'm telling you, you can be in the wilderness in a crowd. There's been times where I've been in a crowd, and I'm not lonely, or I'm not alone, but I'm lonely. I'm in a crowd and I'm not alone, but I'm lonely. I can be lonely in a crowd. And there's times where how many, you know that you can be by yourself, but you're not lonely. You can be by yourself and you're not lonely. I was sharing this one day when Shelly was gone with, uh, uh, to see uh, Sophia do some dance stuff. And somebody said, you know, your wife's going to be gone. Or are you going are you, are you to be lonely? And I'm like, I'll miss her, but I'll be good. Because how many of you know Jesus said he'll never leave me nor forsake me? I love my Shelly, though. I love being around her. You know what I mean? But, but I, I do know that it's temporary, right? It's temporary. And when we get to that point where we need to learn how to encourage ourselves, 
strengthen ourselves. Strengthen ourselves in the Lord. If you'll learn how to strengthen yourself, I believe that your, your destiny will begin to open up. And I'm not saying this just because we've gone through a time where we've had to strengthen ourselves. We're still in a time where we have to strengthen ourselves. We talked last week about a couple primary aspects of David's life. Number one, he was anointed as a king. Uh, um, and this was when nobody was looking. David was anointed at a king, as a king, 16, 17 years old. He's anointed at a king. But how many of you know he didn't step into kingship at that time? A lot of times when we're called of God, I've had people say, well, I'm called to preach. Well, they just don't walk, walk down the aisle and the next Sunday start preaching. Are you with me? There, there is a, there's a developing. There's a teaching. There's a training. And actually, there's some stuff that they have to go through. As I've got talked to some people that are like, I believe I'm called to be a pastor. And I'm like... I don't think you know what that is. Because there's times where when I was called and then got into it, it was like, man, I don't even know if I, I want to do this. It's messy. It's messy. Very rewarding, but I believe you have to have that call. So he was anointed as a king. And, and David, had, when he was anointed, first anointed as a king, he was a worshiper. He was a worshiper. In fact, he worshiped God and God saw his heart. And in Acts, it says that he was... He was a man after God's own heart. The second thing, real quick, is I, I've got it up there for you, is David battles with the lion and the bear, and it revealed his heart for God, and he relied completely on God for victory. I'm pausing there. It's a Selah moment. In other words, think on this. Meditate on this, because how many times do we really rely on God completely for victory. Oh, I got this, God. I can deal with this situation. I'm strong enough. I'm big enough. I can handle it. I'm old enough. I'm wise enough. I've, I've prayed enough. And instead of saying, you know what? God, I need your wisdom in this situation. That's why he says to ask for wisdom. You ask for wisdom. And he'll give it to you. So we see that there was this battle that, that, that with the lion and the bear, and, and, and it revealed his heart because it was like, I'm going to do what God wants me to do. I'm going to step into what God has for me. And David poured his heart out in worship, but he always relied upon God for the victory. Trust, this trust that David showed talks about David's heart. And his heart was for the Lord. And how many of you know it's our heart our heart that needs to be transformed. We get transformed in our mind by the renewing of our mind. Our mind because it's part of our will. My mind, my, my will is my part of my soul, my mind, my will, my emotions. But it's my heart that when I give my heart to Christ and I operate in my heart, it's a, it's a heart thing. Turn to your neighbor and say, it's a heart thing. It's just a heart thing. It's, a, it's something within our heart itself. I wanted to share this with you. I gave you this quote. It was like, strength of character comes by winning the private battles. Strength of character comes by winning the private battles. We can celebrate today and we can celebrate this victory or that victory. But what about your victory? What about the battle that you're in? What about the situations that you're up against? What about the things that are taking your attention or taking your focus or those things at which you're, you're in, in conflict with or there's tension there with? When you're able to win those private battles that develop strength of your character. 
Somebody say, ouch, oh my, or oh my mama, or whatever. I don't know, because when it goes through it, when you go through that, it's not fun, is it? But there is, some, there is something there. There's tension for the reason. So it's in those battles, like David's, that no one sees that all of a sudden your character is being developed. So when you're in the wilderness, everybody say wilderness. When you're in the wilderness, when you're in that wilderness, you're in that battle, you're dealing with those situations that is where it's actually developing your character. So David himself was led into years of testing ground and being groomed and being to be able to handle the glory of God that was on his life. His responsibility for when he stepped in to be uh, the king of the throne and operating that way and ruling and reigning that he would have the character of God. And we talked about last week that David endured more difficulty, more persecution, more rejection than many of us would face in a lifetime. And David is a picture of that. Some of us have lost family members, we've lost jobs, we've lost careers, we've had deaths of best friends or families or bankruptcy or divorce or loss of a pet or rejection from somebody. We've gone through some different things, but, but when I look at David, I see where he was being groomed through the middle of the difficulty that he walked through. And again, I want to go back and want to encourage you to be able to read uh, da- da- excuse me, David and look at Samuel, 1 Samuel chapter 30. So I'm going to start off at verse 6. This is a key verse. Just give me a few minutes, and I'm going to sow this into your life today, and then we'll be able to build on that in the upcoming weeks. So David had a conflict with the Amalekites. We know, I'll bring you real quick up to this. David had kind of, and some people said, David lost his way because all of a sudden he's with the Philistines. He's not operating with Israel. He's not battling with Israel. You got a king that's after you. Saul was trying to kill David. Jealousy came in Saul's heart and in his mind, and he was like, hey, there's David, a guy that took out Goliath. This is later on, and he's, he's running from the king for 10 to 12 years before he becomes the king of Judah and then eventually the king of Israel. And, he, and he, verse 6, it says, Now David was greatly distressed, for the people sto- spoke of stoning him, because the soul of the people was grieved, every man for his sons and his daughters. But David strengthened himself in the Lord. David was with the, and, and his men were with the, the, the Philistine army, and the Philistines were going to go against Israel. And the, the captains of the Philistine army said, I don't know, maybe we don't want David and his men with us. So he sent them back home. They were living in Ziklag. They had set up, they were given, Ziklag was given to David and his men, actually by the Philistines. That was part of the Philistine uh, territory. And they were able to set up, and that's where their home was. So while they were gone, they, Ziklag got raided. And the Amalekites raided. I mean, you know, it was the Philistines against the Amalekites, against the Israelites, against all these different tribes and all these different, different, different people, these tribes of people that were trying to gain power and were taking stuff from everybody else. And we begin to see where David got to the place when they got back to Ziklag and he realized that everything was burned. That the wives, the children, the kids, the, his men's wives, everybody was gone. And the, and the town or community was burned, if I could say it that way. It was nothing left of it. 
And here he's got 600 men, and they were, they, they, they were all beginning to turn on David. You ever had anybody turn on you? Sure we have. Had somebody that we thought we were their friends, and then all of a sudden they turned on us. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden this is what was happening, and, and David was feeling that loneliness. He was feeling that wilderness. He was in this place where he had to come to a place, and the Bible said he strengthened himself in the Lord. He strengthened himself in the Lord. God wants us to learn how to strengthen ourselves in him. He wants us to be able to understand that when we do that, it's developing the longevity of our, of our skills. Because how many of you know God wants you to be here and be serving him and honoring him five years from now, ten years from now, twenty years from now? Come on, somebody. It's not just about, you know, we, we do need longevity. We need longevity. We, we need it because it's part of our destiny. It's part of our plan. It's part of our, our purpose. And, and it's part of our potential. And a lot of our potential can't be obtained in a few months, a few years. Well, I gave my heart to Jesus and poof, I got it all figured out. No, 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 no. By the time you think you do, there's going to be some stuff that's coming your way that you're going to go, wow, I didn't know this Christianity stuff was this hard. And it's difficult at times. It's kind of like a, a shooting star. Would you rather be a shooting star? Aren't shooting stars amazing? But you see them and then guess what? They're gone. I would rather you be a constant star that we're able to look up and go, there you are. It's kind of like a jailhouse Christian. I've done a lot of ministry in prisons and jails. And, and there's guys that are like, I need to give my life to Jesus. I need to give my life to Jesus. And they give their life to Jesus. And then three weeks later, they're out. And then they don't ever talk about Jesus anymore. You know what I mean? I don't want you to be a shooting star. I want you to be a constant star. I want you to be a star that I can look up and I can talk with you. I think Bill Johnson, I read it in one of his books that it was about Come, if, when you give your life to Christ and you're all on fire and you're ready to go and your things are going really good, he said, that's great, but come back in 20 years and let's go have a cup of coffee and I want to see if you're still burning for the Lord. Come on. It's that thing. It's that thing that when we look at it, we see that with David. I see that with, with jailhouse Christians. And I said, look, it's real easy to be a Christian in here while you're in, in, incarcerated in jail. I said, come see me in a couple of years when you're out. Let me see how you're doing. Because sometimes that's all we want to do is get the quick fix and go on. We want to learn to strengthen ourselves because it, it can develop us. But here's what it's not made to do. It's not made to develop an independent lifestyle. I can encourage myself in the Lord. I don't need the church anymore. Eh, wrong answer. I can encourage myself in the Lord so I don't need any people anymore. <clears throat> Wrong answer. Right? We need that even more. But there's times when you're in community and that's good, but there's times when you're lonely or if you're walking through a wilderness period, a wilderness time, that you've got to encourage yourself. There's times it's like, I can do it. I can do this. Come on, baby, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it, I can do it. You're like, what, the little red caboose, right? I can do it, I can do it, I can. I can do it, I can do it, I can do this, I can do this, I can overcome this, I can overcome this situation, I can grow through this. God, help me. And an independent lifestyle is not what it's talking about when we do that. We should always have a lifestyle of loving and serving others. We should always have a lifestyle, I got to lean on you. We've been leaning on you for the past two years really hard. 
two years. We've been leaning on you really hard. And we need to be able to lean on each other. We need to be able to serve each other. We need to be able to love each other. Because I think what it says is in Galatians 6, 2, that we're to bear one another's burdens to what? Help fulfill the law of Christ. There's a principle there that says you can't do it by yourself. So developing that lifestyle of, of, of strengthening ourselves in the Lord doesn't mean that all of a sudden you're independent and you don't need anybody or anything. Learning to strengthen ourselves in the Lord can actually bring us the tools that we need in our lives. I can teach. I can give you the word. We can meditate on it. We can pray about it. We can shift you, your, your, your thinking. We can give you things to think about. But there's going to be a time where it's like, I got to get out of here. How do I get out of here? I don't, I'm stuck and I can't seem to break through that you're going to have to take the tool yourself and open the door and walk out. Come on, somebody. So a lot of times we don't realize that, that we, we want to be able to give you the tools, but then we also want to te teach you how to use them. And the Word of God does that. It teaches us how to use it. Binding, loosing, casting out, declaring, decreeing, you know, standing in faith. Those are the things that we wanted to talk about. Let me, let me just real get into real quick. Let me get into some scriptures with you, and I'll go through it. It's up to you to use the tools that strengthen yourself so you can stand in victory. Everybody say victory. And that's what we've seen today. My message is all about standing in victory. My message is going through and we're looking at David and we're going to see where they began to stand in victory. We began to start seeing it and he's looking at it. So, so here's your assignment if you haven't had it from last week. I wanted you to have uh, first, first Samuel, uh, first and second Samuel. But if you go to first Samuel, probably 16, it starts talking about David. And you can read 1 Samuel um, 16 through chapter 30, I think it is, and then even maybe 2 Samuel, the first chapter. It's going to have a little bit about David. Because we know that David had the victory, don't we? We know that he was able to overcome the lion and the bear. We got lions and bears in our lives, people. Come on. Some people are like, well, I, I can do this and I can do that. Well, how can, if, if you can't handle that, how are you going to handle something bigger? You know, we have heard Joyce Meyer say that, uh, you know, the, you, you go from faith to faith to faith. Well, you go from one level of faith to another level of faith because what God wants you to do is learn to handle the small stuff so then he can give you to handle bigger stuff. Hello? And I'm not, talking about, I'm not talking about bad things happening to you. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about when God says that, he's saying, look, if you can be, if you can be a good steward over this little stuff, you can be a ruler over much stuff. So I believe that was part of David's process, his training, if you say, or testing, if you want to use that word. However you want to do it, is it's like David said, look, i got to take care of this bear, and i got, I got to take care of this, this lion, and i got to keep my sheep, and, and I, I got victory over that. So you think him going against Goliath was no big deal. But it worked up to it. He didn't just step out and say, okay, I've been anointed king. I'm going to be king. I'm going to take over. No, he submitted himself to the king. Hello, come on, somebody. And he had three times that he could have killed him. One time he went, he went in, he, 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 cut, he, he cut a little bit off of his, uh, his coat. Let's put it that way. Took a little piece of that. And he said, let's take this with us. Take that water jug too with you. And then he's yelling at him going, hey, I thought you're supposed to watch the king take care of the king. The king's armor bearer there. You guys can read through this. But the king's armor bearer is there. And he's like, he's like, I got him. And he was like, well, not very good because his water jug's gone and... Uh, 
There's some other things missing. His spear at that time he took. One other time he cut him and took a little piece of his coat. Are you with me? That's, it's like, hey, I got this. In other words, I could have killed you, but I didn't kill you. Because he was in the middle of a training. He was in the middle of growing. He was in the middle of building his character. Oh, come on, somebody. There's a lot of times where God wants to promote you and put you into that promotion place, and you may not be ready for it. I learned this years ago. I was working with a, a, a company, and, and I was spending $26 million worth of their money each year, and, and there was a promotion that was there, and I really felt like it was my promotion. I had been there 11 years. I had worked in this position for, uh, excuse me, 13 years. I had been in this position for 11 years, and I am ready to go to that position. And the truth was, I wasn't ready. He, he thought I wasn't ready. The management thought I wasn't ready. I thought I was ready. And I'm very thankful I didn't get it because I would have failed at it. Come on, somebody. Or I, wouldn't have, I would have messed it up. And who knows what it would have done. That wasn't the destiny and the plan and the purpose that God had for my life. Because God wants me to operate in victory. Say victory. If I could pull, open up your head and pour something in, it would be like God wants you to be victorious. He doesn't set us up to fail. Come on, somebody. Just because, uh, you know, I, I, I'm a coach, I deal with ball teams. It's like just because we lose doesn't make you a loser. Just because you fail one time, you, you, others look at it as a failure. Thomas Edison never looked at it as a failure. He looked at it as an experiment. You know, after what? I don't know, 1,600 experiments, he blew up his warehouse. And they said, so are you going to quit now? He said, why? He said, that experiment failed. But look what I learned from it. And now we're enjoying it today. We got lights in here, right? So, so that's the things that we've got to look at. And, and let's, I'm, I'm encouraging you today to be able to read through it. God's done what he's going to do today. He's bringing forth the victory. I'm going to save this for next week. If you guys invite somebody to come in, and we're going to talk a little bit about David, and we're going to look at what God, he went through when he first saw not only Ziklag was burned, but how am I going to get my family back? And there's a process in there that I want us to look at. There's a, there's a process that, that, that we see that David went through that you guys can relate it to your own life today. Because if we look at it and said, who said it? Under what circumstances was it said? What did it mean to them then? What's it mean to us now? We can take these same principles that David operated in and bring it through to where when we know... I'm by myself, or I'm feeling lonely, and nobody seems to encourage me that I can encourage myself in the Lord. And when we do that, we're going to grow in character and integrity. Let's stand before we, before we dismiss today. How many of you know God has done an amazing thing today? It was good to be in the house of the Lord today, wasn't it? It was good to be in the house of the Lord. So I'm going to just, just open it up for you today that, that, that if you're here and you don't know Jesus, I want to introduce you to him. If you're here and you need prayer, we want to pray for you. If you're here and you, 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 you're, just, you're just not feeling like you're loved today, I want you to know that he does love you and cares for you so greatly. So, Father, today, as we just, we just bring this to you, that we are going to have the victory. We've prayed about it. We've sang about it. We've had testimonies that have come forth. A prophetic word has been released today. And, God, that we are going to have the victories. So, Father, I thank you in advance for my victory, my victory over the things that we need victory over. And I thank you today that we are not going to begin to look that we are defeated because we are encouraged. 
And I thank you that there are some times, even though we're in the wilderness, that we've got to look around and go, okay, God, I'm going to strengthen myself in the Lord. And I'm going to read scripture. I'm going to worship. I'm going to meditate on your word. I'm going to think about the principles in the word of God. I'm going to say, even say to myself, God, you said it, so that settles it. So I'm just going to line up my heart and my mind with what you say in your word today. And Father, I thank you that you just release your goodness and your grace upon your people here today. And that we are going to continue to fight the good fight of faith. And keep fighting. And keep fighting. And we're not going to give up. There's times we're even going to fight while we're resting. While you're resting, you're going to fight. And, and that's fight, part of the fighting that good fight. And that we continue to fight that good fight of faith in our lives. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Can we give the Lord a hand clap of praise? We bless you guys. We send you forth in his power and his might. If you need prayer, we want to pray for you. God bless you. Have a great afternoon in the Lord.